everybody what's up my bad i forgot to release the episode this past week i just completely forgot honestly i thought i put it out it was a busy fucking week i'm sorry uh we're gonna split it up into two half hour episodes instead i'm just releasing the whole episode right now so sorry if you were waiting for it and it didn't come uh this one's just me and brandon uh talking been a while since we've uh done a full hour long episode by ourselves so um yeah it was fun we didn't do any comedy at the end we just did a lot of news and a lot of bullshitting so hope you guys like it if not come back next week and see if you like that one i don't know all right later guys All of a sudden, and passed out. <laughs> woke up at like I woke up at like fucking ten till six. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you work today, or did you just get off that early? Yeah, I worked. Yeah, I worked. What time do you get home from work? Like three thirty, somewhere around there. God damn, you must go in at like like God's not even up yet hours. Uh, yeah, I go in at seven every day. Oh, that sucks ass. Yeah. Yeah, it's at least you're home by three, but like, how the fuck do you have energy to go out after that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's got to be real rough with like late night comedy shows and stuff, and then you're getting oh man. Yeah, it sucks. I'm uh, I mean, now that I'm now that I'm doing more shit on the weekends, I'm kind of pulling back on the weekdays of comedy a little bit. But I kind of I've been in the same boat. I mean, it's a good problem to have, but like, you can't be at everything all the time, man. You just you burn yourself out that way. Yeah, and I, I've just realized how I've just realized lately, like how important uh, getting decent sleep is, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like especially with comedy, man. Yeah. Like, I, there's been so many times where I feel like I could have had a better comeback to like a heckler, or could have pointed something out that I didn't, and I, I look back and I'm like, it's just because I didn't sleep enough and yeah. wasn't focused like I should be. Yeah, and like, like, and like eating healthy and. And uh well, let's not get carried work, away. Working out and shit, like it's it's important, and and uh, comedy can very quickly. Well, comedy and having a full time day job can like very quickly send you down the wrong track with that shit. You know, I've always wondered when you when you finally do go full time, do you end up like just making a huge leap because you you have that much more time to like focus on your comedy oh, or? I- I'm sure, dude. And part of me wonders: is that also just filled with travel time instead now? Instead of work, now everything is just always going somewhere. It is, I think. But you always, you also, you also definitely, definitely get more sleep when you go full time with comedy because most of your comedy shit is is like not early in the morning <laughs> ever. You know, like it's man. So, do you feel that way too, though? Where you, like you feel like you you do way better on like a Saturday night than you would like a like a Thursday night? Yeah, most of the time. I mean, I don't know. I think it's also because the crowds are better on weekends. But yeah, that's true too. I guess. Yeah. But I, I just like excluding the crowd as much as that's possible to analyze stand up yeah. with. But like, I, mean, I don't know. I always feel like I perform better. Like I feel like I'm more polished on weekends and stuff. Yeah, you're definitely sharper the the more rest you have and and when you're not worried about getting home to wake up in the morning and shit, you know, like it's Oh yeah. Yeah, but um I don't know. It's this this weekend uh this weekend I uh just did one set the whole weekend. Oh no, I I went up yesterday at pharmacy, but one real set and and uh it was at the Don't Tell Pittsburgh show and it was incredible. It was like worth it was worth only doing one set the whole weekend. You know what With I mean? Boy like, Ron Flem. Yeah, dude, he puts on a hell of a show. Um it was at a vintage store, which was like it was like vintage clothing and sneakers. And uh 
very cool. Um, they pack like 50 people into this little storefront, and uh, I don't know. It was all the comedians were all good. Um, uh, Learn more, Genosi is uh, formerly uh, Long John the comedian. So funny. Love and he guy. was there, and he was fucking hilarious again, dude. That guy is so fucking funny. He's uh, headlining on the uh, flagship comedy fest. Oh, nice. He is. He is very funny, dude. Um, and uh, I had a great set. It was. It was a good time. I I did though. Wish that I would have. Uh, I wish I would have gotten there a little earlier because. I got there. I planned on getting there like like an hour early because Ronnie told me to be there 15 minutes early and I wanted to get something to eat first. So I got downtown at like seven. Didn't realize that the penguins game let out at like six forty five. So, oh. yeah. So I ended up like, I was going to go somewhere <laughs> downtown to eat that my brother-in-law or that my brother's brother-in-law, uh, Ryan had, uh, suggested, but uh, it's it. I got downtown and I couldn't get anywhere, so I just fucking ended up like putting the venue in my GPS. Got there and then uh, asked asked the dude that the dude that owned the place uh, if there was anything good to eat around the place, and uh, he pointed me to this pizza shop across the street. Said that they had slices, but I went over there and they only do ordering online now and they did not have slices so damn <laughs> so yeah so i went down but i went down the street because i saw another pizza place down the street so i was gonna try that and then when i got to the street corner i noticed there was a taco truck on the street corner so i just got a burrito from the taco truck and then took my burrito inside of the brewery across the street from the place and had a beer and ate my burrito and <laughs> went over to the show and uh it's pretty it, killer man yeah it was a good time pretty good pre-show routine yeah i spent i spent my saturday day um going around to about four different shoe stores trying to find the pair of lebrons that i wanted and uh ended up ordering them online at the last store that i went to <laughs> i mean at least you got them you know you yeah know they're coming yeah, I assume you know your size by now. It's no sweat. Yeah, at least I hope. I hope the. I hope that. Uh, I hope the LeBrons are pretty much the same sizes as Air Forces and Air Maxes. But fingers no. crossed, you know. Yeah, made by Nike. Yeah, um, all made by the same children. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure, they have the same tiny fingers. Um, it's. It's weird uh, that the Nike app didn't have didn't have them but the the uh i went inside the kiosk at jd sports where it's like order for home delivery if we don't have your size or whatever yeah and i opened up that and i put in the lebron shoes that i wanted and they had like every size and i'm like well shit so i told drew miller i'm like hey man if you can like not find anything at some point, oh, I might just go to the JD Sports kiosk and see if they have it. You hooked him up with a plug. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You bad fished yeah. him. Well, no, not really. That's I think you have to like want to try heroin and then never tried it. <laughs> That's what bad fishing is. Yeah. Either way, you hooked him up with a good plug. That's the important yeah. thing. I'm just now getting into the sneaker culture shit, and uh, it's it's weird. Like, uh, it's like getting, I'm finding out that you have to get like, uh, you have to get signed up for like these raffles and shit to get the shoes that you want. What so, the hell is it like, do you get the shoe for free if you win the raffle or is it one of those no. dumb ones where you get the opportunity? Okay. Yeah. So you yeah. have, you still have to pay for the shoe even though you won the raffle. Yeah. No, you get the shoe at face value, um, instead of. Instead of paying three hundred dollars more for it on StockX, you know like that you could sell it on StockX for three hundred dollars yes. more. Yes, if which it's is probably limited, why everybody does that. If it's a limited release, see, Drew knows all of that shit that I don't know yet, and I guess you can find it out places. But that's like, um, the they like they like know ahead of time. Like Drew knows ahead of time, like how many pairs are coming out of certain shoes and shit. That's ridiculous. 
Like well, he's I got mean, a man on the inside or I something. I mean, that's his that's his business, you know. Um but uh I thought he uh I thought he read remodeled houses and shit he like does. that. He does. The the sneaker the sneaker shit is like a side hustle. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh but yeah, um I went to Unknown first, which is LeBron's shoe store in downtown Akron. And uh, as soon as I walked in, I just asked the guys, I'm like, do you have the, do you have the new LeBron, the blue baby blue LeBron twenties? And he's like, he's like, no, we have the purple and the orange. And I'm like, okay. And then I saw the Jordan concretes, which are the shoes I really wanted that came out Saturday. Uh, they're, they're Jordan retro threes, the concrete. And they're like, it's, uh, it's, it's just like a white Jordan has some black design on, on the, bottom of it that looked pretty cool and uh i saw him sitting on the counter and i was like you have these and he's like and he's like yeah he's like yeah we do and i'm like size 11 he's like no i'm like fuck (laughs) damn he just knows offhand (laughs) yeah and he's like that's the one everyone wants everyone wants size 11 (laughs) and uh so then i just started going i went to kicks lounge on arlington road they didn't have shit they they had when I got there. They had like there were like camping chairs still outside. Oh but man! I guess, yeah, I guess people like camp out there for shoes, like I do for record store day, kind of. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then I went to my usual place, which is Beachwood Mall, because I usually go to uh, JD Sports at Beachwood Mall, but I always hit up Finish Line first. And uh, JD Sports, where I got the LeBrons, but they didn't have them in store. They had one pair in store, and they were size tens. So I had to order them on the kiosk. But at least I got them. I don't care. How have you not made that spare room upstairs? You have just like the shrine to to all your shoes and stuff. Oh, it's probably gonna be. It's probably- I figured it would be. <laughs> it's at least one wall. Yeah. You know? Now that we're now that we're transitioning the podcast to the base or to the uh, main floor in the living room it'll it'll probably end up being my sneaker room <laughs> <laughs> i respect that i respect it <laughs> yeah it's been fun i i still don't know uh are you uh wearing anything special to the awards tomorrow <laughs> i'm i'm thinking about going with a scholarly look I'm, I'm really thinking about rolling that route not like daniel myers like like dialed back from that yeah you know? Maybe like a b plus student yeah, I'm um, wearing, I'm wearing normal clothes. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I really do. I do like the the gothic Fred Rogers a lot of the times, where like I got like a like a shirt, tie, pants, all that stuff, and then I'll put like a sweater over that. Nice. And and just wear that. And for some reason, it works for me. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, I just haven't had time to go get anything. I'm kind of sad that we didn't go like the ridiculous route. Like Haley was yeah. trying to get me to. Uh, I found a Winking Lizard 1999 World Tour like uh, windbreaker jacket that you get from drinking all their beers or something like that. I can't remember exactly how you <laughs> nice. how you get it. It was my uncle's. Yeah, but I was I was like, should I wear this to the awards? Like, I think I'm an artist. Like, I get to do weird shit like that, right? You always see one <laughs> or two of them doing something weird. Yeah, making an awkward red carpet. <laughs> but yeah. I probably won't. I mean, it's. It is, it is what it is, dude. It's. <laughs> Who do you think is going to be asking questions at the red carpet, though? They they said there was going to be one. No, seriously, I don't know. Yeah, no, that was going to be a thing. Um, it's just Marty Malloy asking you to buy his merch. I think I am going to go meet uh meet uh John Armstrong tomorrow, um, for uh, some barbecue before beforehand. Nice. Um. Yeah, there's some uh, new place that he's. I think he's friends with the people that are doing it. Oh, Smoke, yeah, I think I saw it. Smoking River Barbecue. I think it's, they're doing a pop-up at the Griffin Cider House and Gen Bar tomorrow. That sounds really good, actually. They have, like, an Irish mix to some of it. Yeah, uh, smoked smoked Reuben. It says they'll have a smoked Reuben, uh, smoked corned beef, pierogies, bangers and mash. Yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm pumped for it. I'm always down to get a get a Reuben or something on St. Patty's Day. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't St. Patrick's Day Friday? Yeah, 
But dude, there were people that the Cog Falls had their unofficial St. Paddy's Day pub crawl on Saturday this week. This past week. Even though you could have just did it Friday, like Yeah, dude. That's I was like, what the fuck? Like the You finally get the opportunity to like do this on a day that makes sense. It's on a weekend. Like, what are we doing here? I don't yeah. I don't get it. I'm kind of sad I couldn't I, I wish it was Saturday, you know. If I had the vacation time, I've kind of used a lot of it already, but yeah. if I had the vacation time, I would take that day off and for kegs and eggs or something like that. I haven't done that in years. Yeah, dude. Um I am I'm worried about Friday night at Funny Stop. <laughs> are you like are you doing something there this weekend? I'm hosting, yeah, for Brennan Oh. Air. For yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's going to be weird. Yeah, it's me, Brendan Ayer, and uh, Joe Howard. You're going to have the drunkest people. I love Joe Howard. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Uh, man, you're going to have the drunkest people there. I don't I don't know. I don't know how that's... Hopefully... I mean, yeah, there's going to be drunk people. You can just like bet on that. Yeah. But, but hopefully people are like... People that are like getting hammered on St. Patty's Day aren't also like, let's go to a comedy show. <laughs> you yeah, know, like let's let's hope, you know, <laughs> typically people getting hammered on St. Patrick's Day aren't immediately like, let other people talk for a while. That's yeah. probably <laughs> not in their nature. Right. But at the same time, like I, I'm hoping there's at least a turnout. I mean, that could be the other end of that where it's like you yeah. either have a really drunk huge crowd or like nobody shows up because they're busy getting drunk on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Man, I hope so. Never man. thought about that before. Because Brendan is one of the best comics coming through there this year. I mean, so I, I hope I hope people turn out for it. Um, I mean, it's I think Saturday is going to be the better shows, probably. And, yeah. I, and honestly, honestly, I don't really care that much because I'm just hosting. So it's like you know, we play the hammer dealt. That's, that's yeah. What we do. I just I just wanted to work with Brendan. I don't care. So it's, it's, and like hosting, I don't really, it doesn't matter to me how much, how great the shows are. I'm not like trying to get a tape or anything, you know, I mean, yeah, just have fun. Can I tell you the relief that I have of of now having like a decent tape? Like, oh my God, Uh, not that my other ones were bad, but like having like a newer up to day one that was pretty good. Like, man, I was stressing my ass off about that all year. It was the one thing I just couldn't land. Yeah, yeah, I got a great one Saturday night with that Don't Tell show. It was, oh yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, they don't Don't Tell Pittsburgh doesn't do the whole like YouTube Don't Tell thing. Um, but you know they don't care if you record your set. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, yeah. So it's it's it, anytime you can record a set in like a packed in small room, it's gonna be fucking great. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. it's going to be good. Like, if you can record at Mahal's or something like that, like, it's always going to be good. Honestly, with the way the uh, the way the web content stuff works now, man, it's you kind of just have to record everything you can. Yeah. That's you true. never know. Sometimes shit pops off. You know, I've last three times I haven't recorded myself because it was like a small crowd or like it wasn't really anything that significant. I kind of kicked myself in the ass because something kind of went off the rails or popped off that was funny yeah it would have been good to have on video and i don't yeah yeah i've been recording myself every set like even at pharmacy i've been recording myself like i i fucking last night dude i was just uh i was having a good set and i thought in my head like i don't know what made me do it but i was like you know what let's try the fucking extended version of randy that i haven't done (laughs) run it in like two years and i did like an extra like minute of of dialogue between deer and made up two extra deer and it crushed and i was like and i was like fuck why did i never fucking stick to this because it was i knew it was funny the problem was is that um and brandon knows what i'm talking about so i'll tell you guys uh that don't know um i have a joke about uh, deer and uh, uh, the deer crossing sign and shit and uh, it involves a deer talking and in and, and, and the joke it's just one deer saying one line um, but when I wrote it in 2020 
I wrote like a full two pages of dialogue between deer and I tried to do it once. It was, it was, it was a show that, uh, this is how dumb I was when I first, when I was in my first year or two doing comedy is that I would do something once and if it didn't work, I would just give up on it. Like, so it was, it was a show where nobody showed up. It was supposed to be a co-feature contest with me, W. Scott and Carter Doherty. And so we, we, uh, got there and the only people there were Carter's mom and his stepdad. So we just did a show. We didn't do the competition. We just did a show for Carter's mom and his stepdad. And so I tried the extended version of Randy and the dialogue between the deer was, was so ridiculous that I just could not get it out. Cause I couldn't stop laughing. And, and I was like, I'm never, I'm just never going to be able to do this. So I threw it away. But last night, I fucking did it with no problem and people loved it. And I was like, God damn it. I need to start working on this again. Cause it makes that joke. It turns that joke from like, from like a minute and a half to a two minute joke into what could possibly be like a four or five minute joke. Yeah. But like that situation doesn't sound like you, you like tried it once and it flopped and then you were just like, Oh fuck that joke. Fine. It wasn't funny ever. Like it, it wasn't like that. You just couldn't get that part out, and we're like, ah, I don't need that part anyway. Yeah, I, I didn't think that I was gonna be able to ever do it because I didn't think that I could do it without laughing. I had like, I had a joke about my parents divorcing that I thought was pretty funny, and I thought the timing of it is what made the joke funny, like in the joke, and it flopped. Like after working for a while, it just started flopping every time. Yeah. And I gave up on it for like a year. I just brought it back like last month and it has gotten me laugh break after laugh break. And I'm right. so aggravated now because I'm like, what, like, what's the science? What's the science? Yeah. To it? Well, I think, I think I know um, what it was with mine was that I, I wasn't comfortable enough on stage to do it back then. Like I, you know, like I, I, like I, I don't know it, when was it? It was, I just looked it up last night. Like, cause I didn't even look at the bit before I did it. I just did it, tried to do it out of memory. Um, and then after I got off stage, I looked it up. So it was December 23, 20, uh, December 23rd, 2020, when I wrote the bit. Um, and I haven't really looked at it since <laughs> like, probably like a couple months later, whenever we did that show and I just wasn't comfortable enough with myself on stage to do something that's like that dumb you know like i was embarrassed to do it because it was so dumb yeah like i guess early on <laughs> you're kind of scared to take risks you yeah because I, I, I thought if it doesn't work it's going to be embarrassing and but, i'll never work in this town again yeah but what i realize now is if any of it doesn't work i can just pull out of it at any time like it's because at any time, I have that line where it's like, where I say, and that's when I realized I was still driving. Like, I can do that at any time during that joke and just pull out of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I also think, like, once I start doing it with the full, like, with the full, like, page and a half of dialogue that I have written, that will make that line so much funnier. Because it's... <laughs> yeah, because so much time has gone on. And <laughs> right. like, that's the punchline that you can drop right much at any point yeah so like the longer you go on the funnier that punchline is going to be because it's like but it's yeah, like, yeah but it's like you just go on until the laughter stops and then if the, and then and then once once the laughter stops you pull out the punchline and you get the laugh again like it's so it's i think it's a great way for me to um fucking make it turn a joke into a five minute bit like i've always wanted you know, like I've always five minute bit. Yeah, dude. I've always wanted to have a bit like that where it's just like where I just keep extend expanding on it. And I mean, that's I I think I first got the idea to do that bit whenever I heard the episode of Good Ones, uh, which is the podcast where they like go in depth on somebody's joke. Um the episode of Good Ones with Gary Goldman where he does the twenty minute Trader Joe's bit and that was <laughs> And that was where I got the idea. I was like, holy shit, I can do that with that Randy bit. Like, I can extend it to 
like as long as I want and just make it to where I can pull out at any time. And it, like, I don't know who knows where the fuck I could go with it. You know, (laughs) yeah, you could pretty much take out whatever you want to do. And that's something where like, if I'm feeling creative on a certain night, like I can just riff on that with like different shit between the deer, you know, like it's, yeah. (laughs) And, but my favorite line in that joke is, uh, so the, the extending, the extended part is there's another deer that comes in. The Bambi is the female deer and she yells at Randy for, for being drunk or whatever. And then he calls her a stupid bitch. And then there's another male deer that comes in and like tries to like defend her or whatever and and uh he says that she's a special deer or something and randy's like if she was so special she'd have a more original name in this joke i'm like that's like my favorite line <laughs> in, the, in the whole thing and it fucking and it fucking worked and i was like fuck yes like i've been waiting to hear that line work for fucking t- three years almost have you ever considered animating that bit or like trying to have yeah. somebody animate it because i wanted that, to that's the it. problem though is there's so many different like left turns you can take with that i was thinking about having a hunter dressed up as a deer and he's just trying to get on the inside trying to find out what they know shit like that <laughs> yeah. yeah i wanted to have uh i wanted to like do like uh live action uh uh, not an sketch, but yeah, like a live action, like a sketch, but with like the stand up playing over top of it, kind of like they did with Shorty, Shorty's watching Shorty's, but with live action. You mean like what people do with like really famous like comedic bits that aren't theirs, and they act them out on TikTok and then put them on their TikTok, and then that's like kind of like that. But it would be at least your bit that you're doing. Yes, with me and, your... Brian, me and Brian Gallagher talked about it, and we talked about like making it just like super alt comedy like just having like like people in like the deer would be just like people in uh brown brown sweatpants and brown sweatshirts that say deer across across (laughs) it (laughs) with like the fucking stupid ass like christmas antlers carrying them on their head like that was that was like the first idea i had with that like i thought it would be cool um we had a couple bits like that we thought of friends bits that we could like act out and and actually play the real audio of the stand up over top of it. Like you said, like yeah, like people do on TikTok, but but they don't really do a good job of acting it out. They don't they're not real extensive no. with it, you know? <laughs> like, no, and it's never their bits. That's what always aggravates yeah. me. I'm like, yeah. yeah, no, somebody else already made that famous. You don't need to like Right. Yeah, I would want to do it to where um it like gets the person exposure who who That'd be cool like does the bit like they like you have like of course you post it on your tiktok or whatever but you link it to theirs you know what i'm saying like yeah that would be cool and yeah. not only that it's people we know like that's the difference right. it's like all of us trying to get famous here i don't know, so I don't know more if you exposure can, i don't know if you can do that on tiktok i know you can on instagram where you post, do like the same like, shit somebody else did no, you do like uh like a collaboration they call it where you like oh. Yeah, so like when Gabe Gary posted clips um from Good and Bad, he did it as a collaboration with me. So it so it like automatically posted I had to accept it. But then yeah. when I accepted it, it automatically posted it on my reels too. So that that's that's pretty cool that it does that cuz then you both get credit for it, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, man. Uh, what what did you what did you do this weekend? Did I see you this weekend? No, I didn't do shit this weekend. I can't I, remember uh, if you were at Funny Stop Friday night or not. Okay. No, I was there at Crowd Control on Thursday. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I did a set for Crowd Control, which was bananas. That was such a weird. Yeah. Uh, every time I've done Crowd Control since we've moved from the buzzer, it's always been a crazy show in one way or another way. Like it's <laughs> always been something. Yeah. Um, yeah man like at first it was like kind of a stiff crowd uh i ended up going last out of the three of us it was jared bailey john king and myself uh jared had a tough set uh there was a really talkative audience actually zach thomas he hosted and 
he was just only doing crowd work for the most part for his set, uh, which was kind of nice because you kind of got to see how everybody felt about the crowd work. Yeah. Some people were weirder about it than others. We had a whole section of tables that like just nonstop talking the entire show. And when Zach tried to confront him, like all they did was talk more. They were like, oh, great. Now the guy <laughs> with the microphone's talking to us. Sweet. We're allowed to talk then. Yeah. Yeah. That's backfired how... horribly. You were there. You saw him. Yeah. He usually does do mostly crowd work for his crowd control set. Like, I think that's what Drew wants him to do to like warm him up for the crowd work portion. Yeah. But it doesn't really, it's not really advantageous to the people doing the contest. (laughs) I thought it was helpful. I got to see who was probably going to just like tense up if I ask him any questions or like who was interested in talking, who had the most to say. You know, you find out what tables are good to mess with and which ones are boring. Some of them I recognize. I mean, so you, you do have the repeat audience at least that's kind of cool yeah tim champions there every week almost yeah i saw yeah. him i yeah you know uh it was i i did a lot of my own material it got to a point where i was like okay these guys have had enough crowd work uh john king probably could have slept with one of those women <laughs> he's a smooth he operator man real interested well all he said was he would what uh like fuck the brakes off of her yeah it was how he put it yeah and it worked and it worked so all right good for him yeah he's a smooth operator that guy gosh (laughs) waste no time waste no time (laughs) oh man well he can't stop because you know the brakes right (laughs) oh man well we got to get into some news uh we have uh some local shit um some california shit I don't know what the fuck this was. Oh, yeah. I'll save that for last. That's the dumb one. Um, And we have... I don't know why this is entitled this. um, It seems like a very inappropriate nickname for a storm that's causing a bunch of devastation. Um, But this story is called uh, Pineapple Express Storm Batters California. Uh, This is from CBS Evening News. Tonight, disaster in Central California in the wake of the 10th atmospheric river to wash over the state this winter. A levee breach near the farming community of Pajaro in Monterey County has triggered massive flooding, prompting widespread evacuations and dozens of water rescues. Record snowfall in the Sierras is also causing new avalanche and landslide fears as the state goes from one weather extreme to another. CBS's Joy Benedict is in Crestline in San Bernardino County. Good evening, Nancy. Yeah, it's called an atmospheric river. It's a storm that slammed California, and now there is a danger of not only this snowpack, but surging runoff that could devastate this state even more. Racing to dig out and stock up as already overwhelmed mountain communities struggle with rain and snow melt that could destroy even more homes. I'm calling it a white tornado. In Crestline, Don Turek looks at what's left of his home. Not much with the roof in the living room and in the kitchen. This thing came down in a seven day period like never before. David Daniels lives around the corner, or at least he used to, before his roof also collapsed. First time in my life, I'm 60 years old and I'm homeless. But Central California bore the brunt of this storm. Early today in Pajaro, a levee failed, prompting round-the-clock rescues by the National Guard. Throughout Monterey and Santa Cruz counties, beaches are littered with debris and miles of road are impassable due to rock slides, mudslides, and collapsed pavement. Further north in Kernville, this is just one of at least a dozen rivers that overflowed, with officials monitoring 30 more statewide. In San Francisco, the winds and rains caused a massive tree to crush several cars. Now, Caltrans crews have been working around the clock to try and clear the snow. This month alone, they have cleared 45 million cubic yards of snow. That is enough to fill 100 Rose Bowl stadiums. Nancy, Joy Bennett. We know there's some asshole in in L.A. that's just like, so does this mean we can use our sprinklers this summer? (laughs) I think we have enough water now. 
Uh, we were talking about this last episode. We were trying to figure out what the hell an atmospheric river was. Yeah. And uh, this apparently is what an atmospheric it it destroys everything. It it floods stuff. Yeah. It's, it's places that don't normally have water, which sounds like a good thing at first, but it's not apparently. Yeah. No. Um. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they got that much, but I remember um, the day before the storm hit. I think it was like Friday or something. They were saying that the Sierra Nevada mountains uh, were were supposed to get ten feet of snow. So, good God. Yeah, it looks like they got close to that. So it's, day after tomorrow, shit. Yeah, right. dude. It it is nuts that I. Uh, uh, I mean, they usually have snow this time of year up in the mountains like that, but not like this. That's fucking crazy. That's wild. And to think like this is in California and uh, here in Ohio, we've had probably the most mild winter we've had since I've lived here. And I've lived here since 99. Uh, Remarkably pleasant. It was it was yeah. nice. I'm kind of worried, though, because. I think I think the the bugs and the birds are going to be fucking brutal. This That's spring. a good point. I never thought about that, but you're right. Like dude, the spiders are going to be crazy. <laughs> like I mean, put that in my head. <laughs> dude, uh, I'm just saying, dude, like I'm going to get some uh I'm definitely going to go in the next week or so. Um, and get some of that ortho home defense shit and spray along the perimeters of my house because I I do not like spiders in my house and they're gonna be nuts this year, dude. It's I'm not a fan. Be- like if I gotta take them, if I have to allow them to be in the house so that the other bugs like aren't really as bad, that's fine. My problem is I have a cat and they're supposed to be good at like getting rid of bugs. They they kill them all the time. Mine will find them. That's it. <laughs> He's a lazy bastard, huh? Worst cat, like, <laughs> does the worst job at, at home defense from insects. God only knows what an intruder would, would do. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I lived that way for, I tried to live that, when I lived in Highland Square, I had a pretty bad spider problem. And, uh, cause, I bet. Because it's in an old neighborhood, you know, and, yep. and, uh, I tried it, dude. I was like, I was, cause my friend, my friend, Amanda, not the one that I, that I know now. Um, um, she was like my best female friend for a long time. Um, and, uh, she came over and she was the type that was like, don't kill spiders. If you don't want them to put them outside, but you should just like let them live because they kill all the other bugs. And I was like, you know what? I hate spiders. I've always been afraid of spiders, but not a fan myself. I'm going to let it happen. And, and, uh, I did. And like a week later, I kept waking up with fucking bites on me and shit. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> You're all going to die. And that was like, that it was like my mission from then on out to just kill every spider I saw. And, I respect it. And I got that ortho home defense shit and I sprayed the fuck out of my, out of my fireplace in my room. And, and I quit seeing spiders. And I was like, thank God, dude, this is over. And then I started getting mice. And I'm like, fuck. Like, it was like it was... a spider big enough for that. <laughs> no, dude, it was. Uh... God, I, I, I miss that apartment. I really do because it was a beautiful apartment. But uh, I do not miss all the bullshit that came along with it. No, uh, it just doesn't seem worth it. No, that's, dude. That's the crazy part. Like looking at moving into, into like Lakewood or a place like that where you look around and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pay a lot more for way less space that and hasn't lot, been updated and in a lot older. Yeah, probably ever. Like, that's probably the same tile that's been there forever. That's how, my, that's how my place in Highland Square was, dude. It was a 21 square. It was a 21, uh, 2100 square feet, one bedroom apartment. And it was all hardwood floors and and 12 and 12 foot ceilings and. I had the fucking like I had the the doors, those badass bird's eye maple doors that went into the wall, you know, with Hell yeah. sliding doors. It was awesome, but it was just so old, man. Like I kept having problems and my landlord sucked and it was it was just a bad situation. I lived there for almost two years before I finally was like, fuck this. 
I got to get out of this place. It's so sad because, I mean, those places would be cool to live in, but it's just not worth it. Yeah, dude, I had mice. I had spider problems. I had the chick who lived above me who I had a falling out with. uh, Who there. Who um, her toilet wouldn't stop running. So whenever she would clog it, it would run over and flood her floor and it would drip down into my basement. Or into oh, my, that's so fucking nasty. Into my bathroom. So, oh, that's so nasty. Yeah, and she wouldn't answer my phone call, so I would have to call the landlord and get the landlord to call her and be like, dude, like, oh my God. Fucking, your toilet's flooded. Like, wake up or whatever. You How know, do you like, not know? How do you not know? Do you think she she did it on purpose? No, maybe, but I think she would be like sleeping on the couch and like not notice that it was that it was her toilet was clogged. Yeah, dude. And God, that was such a nightmare, dude. She just like leave her clothes. I was hoping you were going to hit me with like a real rational explanation to not noticing that your toilet's always clogged. No, I was hoping you were going to be like, yeah, man, she really likes Mexican and like (laughs) it's a thing with her. So I don't. I try not to get on her case about it. Well, after like, I probably no, out, man, that's liked, messed up. Because after I falling out, she liked all men. Um, but um, <laughs> it was <laughs> after. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it was it was a disaster though, dude. Having that girl living upstairs, she would always like, she would always like leave her clothes in the washer or dryer or whatever that we shared, and it was just so it was such a pain in the ass. And that landlord was terrible. Like I had a carpenter bee problem at one point. And like I would try to anytime I would go into my back door during the day, I would get dive bombed by carpenter bees. Holy shit. Yeah. And I would tell this fucking lady and this dumbass landlord would send out somebody like like her maintenance guy or whatever to spray the holes that the carpenter bees were were burrowing. And she thought like that was going to solve the problem. And it didn't. They just kept burrowing more holes. Like they weren't living in the holes, you know. So yeah. So then uh, I went and bought a carpenter bee trap on on Amazon. It's really specific. Yeah, dude. And they they work, dude. If you ever have carpenter bees, you can get carpenter bee traps on Amazon. And what it is is it's like a little it's like a little wooden house looking thing that you hang up, and it has like a it has like a bottle that comes out of the bottom and they fly into this house and then they fly towards the light, which takes them into the bottle. And then once they get in it, they can't get back out of it. And so you get like one of them in there and then they send out like, it took like three days to get one of them to get, to get in there. And then they send out like pheromones for people, for other bees to come help them. And And so, like, I had one in there, and then the next day there were, like, five in there. And then the next day there were, like, 30 of them in there. And it was it was nuts, dude. And it you were like, I'm the captain now, motherfuckers. Yeah, it completely got rid of the problem, dude. Like, it was, it was crazy. And carpenter bees don't, like, pollinate, I don't think, so. Yeah, I don't know how they operate. I don't know the difference between a carpenter bee and a regular bee. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care if they do. They were bugging me. Um, <laughs> you know, bats actually pollinate more than bees. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I, I was listening to a idea. podcast about that the other day. I had no idea. All right. We got uh, one big story we got to talk about for sure. This is from uh, ABC News. It's about Signature Bank. Meanwhile, Signature Bank marks the third largest bank failure in U.S. history. Regulators say all customer deposits will be insured in that case as well. ABC's Mona Kozarabdi joins me live outside uh, one of those branches in New York City uh, for more on this. Mona, you've been talking to customers there this morning. What are they telling you? That's right, Diane. Customers now are left with assurances from federal officials and also from inside the bank um, after the state bank regulators shut the bank down on Sunday. And again, as you mentioned, this is the third largest bank closure in U.S. history. To some extent, this is uh, part of the panic surrounding the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, which has left many small and mid-sized banks like Signature Bank vulnerable to bank runs. But New York Governor Kathy Hochul says that many of the businesses um, that bank with Signature Bank are small businesses and federal officials are, again, reassuring customers that they will be made whole 
even though a lot of them have deposited more than 250,000 insured by the FDIC. We did speak to one man, David, um, as he was walking out of the bank, and he tells us that he still has full confidence in the bank. Take a listen. What did I say to you? Everything is okay. Were you surprised when you heard the news yesterday? Yes. Did you have any idea that this was coming? No. What were you hoping to get in there today? Just my the bus. So they reassured you the customer service is okay as well? Yes. And we also spoke with an attorney named David who says that, or Donald, excuse me, who said that he started banking with Signature Bank about 10 years ago. And the reason why he chose them was because he said he wanted to walk into a branch where people knew his name. And when he got the news yesterday that Signature Bank would be closing, he says his heart dropped and he rushed in here first thing this morning. And um, they reassured him that any outstanding checks that he has written will be uh, honored. And so he too says that he still has full confidence in the bank, Diane. All right, Monica Zarabi in New York. Thank you. Um, could you conduct that interview? Maybe not in the middle of the street. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not cool. Also, uh, you think a lot of the people walking out of their failing bank are going to be the happiest people and, and probably want to talk to you about stuff? Yeah, dude. Uh, I've never heard of Signature Bank. I don't know. No, I think that's a rich people bank. Yeah, I had never heard of Silicon Valley Bank until this week. I don't know. That sounds fake. That sounds not real. Yeah, dude. It's like a huge bank, apparently. I don't know. I've never heard of it. It was. Yeah. It was a huge bank. Yeah. PNC, bitches. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. I don't know what. It's like, weird. Everybody I know has got PNC. I have, no, I've, I have PNC. Haley's got PNC. Everybody's got PNC. Yeah. Um, I think the two best bank experiences I've ever had were PNC and Chase. Like those yeah. are the two best. Um, I still have I have Chase credit cards. I just don't have a bank account there anymore. Um, but uh, PNC is the best now, I think, because they have their overdraft protection is amazing. Like it's even if you don't have even if you don't have overdraft protection set up, they have like the extra time thing. So you have 36 hours to fix yeah. your account before before it actually charges you fees. Which is it's fucking awesome. That's are they the only ones that have like the card printer where you could like go get a new debit card like today? I think so. Yeah, I think Damn, so. that's pretty cool. I know yeah, Huntington nice. I think Huntington also has the thirty six hour window or, or something similar. It might be like twenty four hours or something, but it's very nice that they do that because usually when you're overdraft you're not expecting it. Like, you know, I mean, it's no something it's, something went wrong. Yeah, it's like a bunch of automatic shit coming out at the same time. And it only happens like once a year, you know, where yeah. it's like, but yeah, Man, we've all been there. Yeah, because I don't know. I have more in my savings, but I don't have it in my checking account. You know, <laughs> like it's because I wasn't planning on needing it. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we have a local story that is fucking nuts. Um, I don't know if you heard about this. This is this is from Akron. Um, in the Copley area. Uh, this is from WKYC. We're learning more about the man charged in connection to a triple murder in Summit County. And today we expect to learn more about the victims found dumped on the side of the road. Brianna Dahlquist is joining us live with more details on this horrific crime. Brianna, good morning. Good morning, absolutely. In just hours, we're expected to learn the names of those three victims found shot and, and dead in a wooded area and in Akron and in Copley. In just hours, we will know their names. Now, two men were found tied and gagged in a wooded area in Akron. And just a short distance away, just a short drive away, a third male was found. The same scenario. All three were shot in the head, tied, and then gagged. Now, police say there is a chance that there are still more suspects out there, but they do not believe there is any danger to the public calling this an isolated event. And neighbors say they're still in shock that Elias Godino seemed like a great guy and that he would often help shovel snow for other neighbors living in the community. Very surprised. Very, very surprised. It just, it doesn't seem like it, like it would be him. Never saw any temper or anything like that. Oh, just easygoing guy. 
and Godino does have a previous track record. He was uh, spending seven years in federal prison for a, running a cocaine ring, drug ring. Uh, but police officers, they say this may or may not be uh, drug related. But as soon as we find out more information, especially on those victims and their names, we're going to update you on, on air and on our website at WKYC.com. Wow, unbelievable story. All right. So there's a lot of stuff still coming out about this, um, but the uh, rumors I heard about it was that these three guys, these three guys uh, might have narked on him, and that's why he went to prison and got out of prison. His revenge. Well, it does seem very personal because. They were the reporter said it stupidly. She said they were shot and and then tagged and then and then tied up and gagged. No, they were obviously tied up and gagged and then shot. You don't shoot somebody and then tie them up and gag them. Um, they don't <laughs> need to do that anymore. Yeah, they were shot in the back of the head like execution style. So, I mean, very very much seems like a like almost it's almost like I don't know if he was involved in a cartel, but it almost seems like a cartel kind of thing. Well, yeah, she said he was running a cocaine ring before. Yeah, and also, like, how can you, how can a 58-year-old man or 57-year-old man or however old they said he was um, gather up three other men and and shoot and kill them all? Um, so they think that there were other people involved. Like that's, Yeah. They're looking for other yeah. suspects, I guess. I mean, if he had the gun and just walked up and pointed a gun at him and tried to tie him up. I guess you might have a chance of doing it, but yeah, times, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy stuff like this. I mean, there's always murders in Akron, but not, not anything like this. This is, this is out, no. of, the, this is out of the ordinary. It's, uh, uh, it's always the nice guys, man. It's, that's how it goes. You know, second, someone shoveling your driveway, just don't trust them. Don't trust them. Yeah. Em. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they've got to fucking figure out what those kids are doing that are trying to mow my lawn. The guy that offers to change your tire for you on the side of the road, don't trust him. <laughs> yeah, dude. I have these kids, like, that's how I know my my lawn needs mowed. When, like, the third kid comes up to my door and, and like, asks me if I want him to mow my lawn. I'm like, no, dude, I'll do it, all right? I'm going. <laughs> Going right now. I'll fucking do it. Quit. Oh, come on, man. You should just let the kid do it. <laughs> uh, we got one more dumb story real quick, and then we'll get out of here. This is from uh, this is from CBS Evening News in about Iowa. Finally tonight, CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road with a couple of lovebirds you have to see to believe. To me, some of the saddest tombstones are the incompletes. The couples, where one has passed, but the other still present, buried above, under a mound of loneliness. <laughs> Such as the case of Blossom the Goose. <laughs> Last August, Blossom lost her mate, Bud. They lived on the pond here at Riverside Cemetery in Marshalltown, Iowa. And according to cemetery staff, after Bud died, Blossom's grief was as evident as any human's. Her behavior was just, it was quite a change. General Manager Dory Tommen says Blossom started hanging out near the front office, always staring at herself in the glass or the model. <laughs> she wanted company. Even if it's just a reflection. Yeah. And that's when Dory got a crazy idea. This lady's nuts, by the way. Lovely, crazy really? idea. <laughs> she posted a personal ad that read in part, Lonely widowed domestic goose seeks life partner for companionship and occasional shenanigans. <laughs> this lady's a fucking nut job, dude. Adventurous and lively. <laughs> I mean, what are the odds you're going to find some goose, a male goose? Oh, in Iowa? <laughs> Apparently, this state is lousy with bachelor geese. So the phone rings? Mm-hmm. And what do you hear? Honk, 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 honk. No, I didn't hear anything oh, like Jesus that. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Instead, she heard... You can see his five. Randy Hoyt, <laughs> owners of a widower goose named Frankie. He needed a mate. Yeah, and plus he, he's so lonely. You know, I thought, well, that'll be great, you know. And so they set up a blind date where Blossom welcomed Frankie 
with open wings. Looks like she's about to attack him. Yeah, that's not what that means. <laughs> that's not what open wings means. A loving reminder that until your last day is etched in stone, don't ever give up on finding goosebumps. Steve Hartman on the road in Marshalltown, Iowa. <laughs> Dude, how how do they come to the Steve Hartman guy and they're like, listen, we have That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> My first thought was like, this guy's probably got friends in the Ukraine right now covering some shit. And like, they're like, so yeah. we got this goose. <laughs> and he's like, you're kidding me. Yeah. And they're like, dude, I'm telling you, it's going to be your interview. It's going to be your audition tape for 60 minutes. Like, it's it's so serious. And the lady was really serious about this goose. She was like, oh, she was never the same. You know, <laughs> looking at herself in the mirror's classic signs of goose depression. You're like, that lady's a lunatic. And then this other couple comes in and they're like, yeah, he was looking at himself in the mirror. It was classic signs of goose depression. And you've got this whole other group of people that are just as, as, as much of lunatics as this lady is. Yeah, dude. This lady has a picture of a goose framed hanging up next to her fucking computer desk. <laughs> she wrote the thing, a Tinder bio. Like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Dude. What the fuck? It's insane, man. Like, th- this shit. I could only imagine trying to be, like, a serious journalist and your fucking boss comes to you with this bullshit. And they're like, dude, just do it as a serious story and you'll end up on 60 minutes one day like this is good god man so, i mean it really played like a like it really played like a 60 minute story like it was like they went all out like usually these stories are like goofy and stupid like this dude went all out for this shit and tried to make it like a serious fucking news story i'll give him whoever whoever filmed the cemetery in the beginning <laughs> as the opening of this that's who deserves the award you made this interesting yeah. I, For a good I, minute there, I was like, "What? What is going on? Did somebody murder somebody? Is that what we're watching right now?" Yeah, I think this this story deserves an Emmy. I, I do. It's at least the opening. The opening was pretty <laughs> pretty dark. Uh, Showing like he was like, "Did you ever notice those headstones that only have one date on them?" I'm like, "No, because I'm not a lunatic. I don't go around looking at other people's headstones. It's a weird thing to do." Oh uh, fuck! All right, Ben. Do you have anything you need to promote coming up? Uh, March 31st. I want to promote that one. I'm going to be at the Broadview Brewing Company uh, hosting. So that'll be a lot of fun. Nice. Got some other stuff too, but I just can't remember them offhand. That's just, that's the next one. Oh, actually, no, that is the next one. Cool. Yeah, I have uh, this weekend coming up um, with Brendan Ayer and Joe Howard at the Funny Stop. Uh, Brendan is one of my favorite comics out there doing comedy right now and uh joe howard's always a good time um and then uh next weekend i'm doing the uh pennsylvania shows if you're in pittsburgh one of my i gained a lot of followers this weekend from oh from yeah pittsburgh. so if you did tell they did tell yeah. in fact yeah if you're in pittsburgh i'll be at wine o'clock in pittsburgh uh the 24th of march so come out and check that out. Um, and then uh, April, April 21st and 22nd is my big show that I'm super pumped about. And that's uh, I'll be featuring for Joe Mackey at the Funny Stop. So get your tickets for that. And then uh, we'll start promoting the uh, May 13th show at Sassy's coming up pretty soon. I've well, been yeah. slacking on getting an event bright made for that, but we'll do that. And uh, I'll get the flyer going. Get flyers out there. Yep. So, I think that's about it. Uh, Brandon, I'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully, we win an award. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't think we're going to, but. No, I don't either. Uh, we're up against the, we're up against the uh, guy who is the most famous comic in Cleveland and records his podcast at a radio station. So He's way nicer <laughs> to people than we are. He is way nicer to people than we are as well. So. All right, man. I'll t- I'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya. Later, man. Brown Petri Dish is created by John Brown and Brandon Petrie. Logo designed by Brian Gallagher. 
music by Jared Bailey. Audio version of the podcast is produced and edited by John Brown. Video YouTube version produced and edited by Harrison Poole.